na 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 na. Hey guys, welcome to my podcast, The Hutong Hero. Now, for those of you that don't know, a hutong is a very special part of Beijing culture. It's a living community where a bunch of people uh, live in very close quarters and uh, they almost share blocks of housing. And uh, the sense of community there is so strong and culture and just amazing. Uh, definitely, if you go to Beijing, check it out. You'll know what I'm talking about. But I spent a good time living in these hutongs for the six years I was in Beijing, and I grew to love it. I felt like I was part of the family. I'd walk out my door, and people would start talking to me in Chinese, and I'd just be like, "Yeah, man, good to see you too." Because I imagine, you know, some my Chinese is okay, but uh, sometimes, you know, in the morning, I don't know, when I was walking out the door to work. I, I couldn't even speak fluent English, so I was just like, yeah, hey. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so I don't know if that makes me a hutong hero, but that's the name of the podcast. And what I try to do on this podcast is talk about different topics that I think are quite relative to uh, everyone out there. I think things that need to be talked about, um, as well as adding some music so that uh, there's a little flavor. To this podcast. So um, today's topic, I actually really wanted to talk about uh, a job I just started. Um, it's at a place called Intellitech. Basically, this place functions as somewhat of a trade school, um, but it, it caters to people that have made maybe some really bad choices in life or couldn't afford college or wasn't able to finish the first year of college community college, these kinds of things. And so now they're kind of struggling to find a sense of education, and basically that's what Intellitech offers. And the trade school is more about auto mechanics, but I'm there as a communication specialist, and often I have classes where I'm teaching these young auto mechanics about you know, the ins and outs of communication. So it's it's really interesting because I've I don't think I've ever had really firsthand experience with this you know this kind of group of people and it's really enlightened me and I'm going to talk more about this also how it kind of how it kind of makes sense with a lot of the stuff I talked about that happens in China as well uh, specifically Western China uh, maybe education not being as uh, as easily accessible. Anyways, before we get into all that fun stuff, education, who doesn't love that, learning, we're going to play some music. So get ready, hold on tight, it's jam time. I got cash in the bank, and I got no one to thank, spent every night working late on my own. I've had girls in between, but now I found me a queen, and I can't think of a reason I won't. Give her everything she's asking for, different than the love I had before, but I still ask myself, will this be enough? And even though I tend to have my doubts, I like me better when she's around, but I still question how I'm feeling so stuck. Somehow I still complain Can't figure out why I'm 
all my problems were fake Cause most of them things are relative after all I took a good look around Turns out I like what I found And everything I worry about was so small Now I make the money multiply Bet on myself and I see dollar signs But I still ask myself will this be enough We mapped it out and stuck to the plan I bet these people think I'm the man But I still question how I'm feeling so stuck Somehow I still complain Can't figure out why I'm waiting for things to change When I wouldn't change a thing I guess I can't complain I had before, but I still ask myself, will this be enough? And even though I tend to have my doubts, I like me better when she's around. But I still question how I'm feeling so stuck. What's better than you and me over everything? Can't think of anything, but somehow I still complain. Can't figure out why I'm waiting for things to change When I wouldn't change a thing I guess I can't complain I guess I can't complain because that song I think is so stellar and uh, often reminds me that to be able to have a job, to be able to pay your bills, that kind of stuff... Uh, even though sometimes we take it for granted, we're like, man, my job, blah, 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 blah. Still, the fact that we are able to live that kind of life and be able to support ourselves comfortably, I don't think we can complain. That song was by Dylan Reese, The Hold Up, and again, it's called Can't Complain. So, anyways, I was talking about Intellitech. It's a really cool school, and it's run by some really awesome individuals and basically the school is trying to help basically you know people who who kind of never got the chance or 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 just didn't want to at the time pursue higher education and then at some point in their lives they felt like they were maybe left behind or decided that they wanted to be auto mechanics either way they go to Intellitech to pick up this certificate that allows them to get hired at a lot of auto mechanic shops and it's basically really good safe employment but something interesting about this as 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 a communication specialist I also teach some of these classes to uh, future auto mechanics um, and actually I had said these people are young but uh, the ages are all over the place some of these guys are in their 40s some of these uh, kids are fresh out of high school knowing that they want to do auto mechanic stuff. You got a very diverse group in here. But one thing that I think is common is that as I'm teaching these uh, students, 
I often find that as I'm going through the textbooks, I feel like, you know, I know this stuff. I'm reading this stuff from like, oh man, you know, this seems so second nature to me. But as I teach it, I realize that that's not the case with my students. And this kind of overwhelming feeling of an obligation, like I want to try my hardest in honestly a very short amount of time I'm given with these um, individuals to try to help them the best I can with their communication abilities because honestly communication is everything it's what I'm doing with you now it's how I talk to my wife uh, or if you're a lady your husband it's how presidents talk to each other it's it's how the world functions so better communication hopefully means there's a better tomorrow and people live better lives and understand each other better who doesn't want that so in this class, you know, uh, it's crazy because I was working and living in Beijing on a very successful show called Roundtable, and we talked about a lot of domestic issues. One of these issues was that in East China, there's a lot of really great educational resources and schools that really help prep kids for what is called the Gaokao. And... Um, the Gaokao is kind of like the SAT, but it's much more emphasized as kind of being the decider of whether you're going to be uh, an academic or, I think, in other words, in, in many cases, in many parents' eyes and, and just society-wise, I guess a failure. Because um, academics is really, really seen as something very important. And so preparing for something like the Gaokao you wouldn't believe how hard these young Chinese children struggle for this test and the amount of stress that, that they have to go through to prepare for it. It's crazy. But then you go to West China. So West China, more inland. And this is where things get a little rural. I think a lot of the people that live in these parts of China, they just don't see their resources being up to par. They don't see their chances being up to par. And so they start to, I think Western China starts to develop a sense of kind of falling behind in education. It's really sad on, some, on so many levels because there's been times where kids are climbing up cliffs to get to their school because this is how rural, rural their communities are. You know, just doing whatever they can to get education, thirsty for knowledge, but also not always being able to have it. And as they grow older, that Gaokao approaches, and suddenly they find themselves just underprepared, and it's not necessarily their fault. So this is something that is happening in, in China, but it's getting better. But uh, as I would talk about this on Roundtable, I never really reflected about the U.S., but as I've started working in Teletech, I've started to see that side of, I feel, the U.S. that I, I think I've always had a blind eye to, which is silly of me. I, I don't know. I should have wisened up sooner. But anyways, as I'm teaching these, these, these people, I realize that, again, I want to be the one that tries to bring them up to the highest communication standards I can in the shortest amount of time. And as I go through texts and books 
and things like that. I can see sometimes looks on faces of people that don't necessarily understand what's going on. So I really try to engage with them and try to speak to them in layman's terms using analogies, things like this. And the first couple days of this was pretty hard. School IntelliTech had just got me enrolled, so a lot of the resources that would help me teach, like PowerPoint and, and things that are very visual, I didn't have. I basically just had a book, and I basically just talked to the class for two days. But I tried to make it as lively as possible, and I tried to really instill the fact that even though these students are in a trade school, mainly to pursue something like uh, a career in auto mechanics, that communication will still be a vital part of their life. And as I've gone through this, I'm one. I guess I'm one of these people that when I'm in when I'm in front of a group of people, when I'm when I'm doing something along these lines, I want to give it my all, and I want to give it 100%. And about halfway through this past first week of work, I got the vibe that I just wasn't getting the support from IntelliTech that I thought was necessary. And so I had even talked to some of the managers and I had said, you know, hey, maybe you guys should try to find a, a different communications professor. And we talked, they got me all the resources I needed. And so then I was able to kind of better grasp what needed to be taught for a curriculum but then also what I could teach outside of the curriculum. So a lot of the stuff that I will be teaching is not just communication as it stands in the United States, but communication as it stands uh, in countries like China. How even though you know we have things like oral and written parts of our languages that are so inherently different, you'd you'd swear like. You know, it's, it's just almost the complete opposite. That there's one thing that we all share in common, and actually it's the most vital form of communication, and that's nonverbal. Um, and I would say it's the oldest form just because, imagine, there's no place on this planet that a smile doesn't mean someone's really happy. So, you know, going through these kind of things, talking with my class, and really trying to immerse them in what communication is and, and how passionate I am about it, I've found that though these students maybe have been disparaged a lot of their life or maybe have kind of not thought of themselves as someone that would be a great communicator, all of a sudden something happened uh, about after I think about it was Thursday. So after halfway through the week, after hump day, something happened where I really realized that these students, even though maybe a lot of the cards have been stacked against them, if you offer them and try to help them achieve a better education, the amount of gratitude and reward is just mind-blowing. So before I get into that, because it's, I think it's a pretty heartwarming story, we're going to play another song. I think I'll be 
been drinking way too much these days, these days So pour me up some whiskey until I can see straight, see straight I think I've been drinking way too much these days, these days So pour me up a glass of champagne and that takes the pain away You're no good for me so I stop it like freeze frame, freeze frame don't cry, but I like to take mine I can't stay, can't stay This quad ain't the home that I was looking for Looking for But all my friends still stuck in 2004 On the floor, on the floor Polo Ruffer on and Saint Make my day go so far Cause that you wear covered in pony hair And you love to echo your And tears fall from the ground And you don't come around But I hate when I come down But I still bought around, yeah Still bought around, yeah She says I've been drinking way too much these days Drinking way too much these days, these days So pour me up a glass of Bombay And that takes the pain away Away, 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 away Seaside sand on your skin and your miniskirt Take my hand and tell me that it's gonna hurt I took too many Zans for my time on earth Take my hand and tell me that it's gonna work Tell me that it's gonna work Tell me you're that still at work You said open up your mouth On my tongue you put a perk And I can't go back to Los Angeles Without buying Raph Simmons and a new Mercedes Benz from my eyes and you don't have the time and I know you know why I drink every time that I lie that I lie I think I've been drinking way too much these days these days so pour me up some whiskey until I can see straight see that was Freeze Frame by Johnny High and Mud dot jpeg so the reason why i chose that song is i mean it's kind of a sad song but i think it kind of delves into this topic a little bit is sometimes we just kind of feel like 
if we can't, you know, we our dreams of college and all this stuff just somehow fall apart or higher education or being something bigger, we just kind of, we give up. We seem to sometimes say, all right, well, you know, I don't care about anything. So just hand me another drink. That's not a healthy way to live. Um, it's not a healthy way to think. And so uh, this brings us back to this topic here is that after doing this kind of stuff at Intellitech, uh, I think it was about Thursday, I started to realize that as I really wanted to give everything I had to these students, I was unable to because I just didn't have access to computers and PowerPoints and these kind of things that I should have had. I started to get really frustrated. I was pulled into a meeting, and the meeting kind of was they seem to be like, hey, man, you know, like you should be you should be more interactive or I don't know. They, they were kind of criticizing maybe on some level my teaching where my students seem to be just fine. I, I, would, I got a little upset and frustrated. I, obviously, I was like, the reason why I don't have these things is because uh, on some level, someone else didn't do their job. It's not my fault. And I told them, you know, you're more than welcome to find a different communications professor because if you don't think I make the cut, you know, I'll figure something else out. And immediately they were like, oh, no, 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 very apologetic. They talked me, they talked me, you know, down and they, they kind of told me everything was okay. It was nice. But still that day was very frustrating. And I remember I had gone into class and we were talking about the aspects of communication. So you have, you know, speaking, which is oral communication. You have written communication, texting, email. And then you have uh, nonverbal, which is your facial expressions. And something that I find personally the most hard to master is facial expressions. Just, I can, I can put on a voice. I can... I can, you know, write a sentence and and be in a bad mood, but that sentence will say, "Man, I'm the happiest dude ever." Something along those lines. I would, I don't think I'd ever write that sentence anyways. But uh regardless, you know, nonverbal communication is so sincere in so many ways and also something very hard to hide. So in this class I was teaching and one of the students had raised their hand. Uh, they were bringing up a key term called reflective listening, which is basically when someone's talking to you, you're looking at all three of these factors to kind of really find out what their message is. Because sometimes words don't match the tone or words don't match the body language. So we get confused or we don't get confused and we know there's a problem. One of my students, um, when I had asked what reflective communication was, and for an example, he had brought up the fact that he had noticed I was frustrated. He had noticed that I was delivering the class and, and teaching the class, but things like my body language um, and, and my tone a little bit were very of a frustrated manner. And I remember that I was immediately honest with my class because at this guy that had had brought up this question had said that he thought 
the class was responsible. He's like, he was very apologetic because he thought it, it had something to do with their maybe lack of answering questions or participating in um, kind of things that I was, uh, questions I was posing to them. So I immediately, I immediately cleared that up and I told them exactly what had happened with other people at the, on the other side of uh, the Intellitech operations and how they just haven't given me my resources to be able to make me feel like I did a good job for you guys, for them. And I remember that I told them also that I had almost quit that day. And I was surprised because at first I thought these kids only cared about automotive. I didn't know that they actually were on some level enjoying the class I was teaching. I didn't think that they had maybe necessarily this thirst for more knowledge outside of this kind of trade school career. But uh, after I had mentioned this, I remember, you know, we had a great class. We had some laughs. People were starting to really talk about communication. And in fact, um, this individual bringing up that example of reflective communication really got the whole class to kind of open up, to kind of break out of their shells a little bit. And I thought that was so special. And one of the coolest things was, as I was leaving the building that day, some of the students, you know, they hang around in the parking lot and they chat. But I remember as I was walking away, just kind of by myself, I hear someone say, hey, Mr. Price. And I turn around, it's one of my students, and he says, hey, Mr. Price, please don't quit on us. And I remember when I heard those words, it's so amazing how words can have such a strong emotional effect and, and just make everything, even the frustration or whatever, just go away. If someone can, can say something in the right tone, to the right pitch, to write what you need to hear at that right moment. That's how communication is at its best. And right then and there, my student showed me that his communication was beyond special. Though maybe it wasn't a bachelor's degree education, there was some kind of communication there that I, I think was just, I don't know, it wasn't academic, but it was more heartfelt and it was really cool. It was a it was a good feeling that that night. I rem- remember going home and feeling very rewarded. That more that I got this feeling that these students were actually interested in my class, and that these students are actually interested in in learning more than just auto mechanics or or learning about being auto mechanics. But they were they were interested in so much more, and that the fact is that this is not just something that happens probably here in Albuquerque and in Western China, but all over the world. There are minds that just need to be inspired. And if us as fellow human beings that got dealt maybe the cards or made the choices that got us to that higher education, for whatever reason we attained this uh, knowledge, I think that instead of, on some level, keeping it elitist, sharing it and trying to trying to make it available and inspire these people to pursue it and remind them that there's no difference between, you know, someone who's educated and someone who's maybe not. They are still capable of doing great things and and being 
great thinkers and great communicators. So uh, on that note, let's go to our next song. Let's stay up all night and forget our dreams. Chasing neon highs through the empty streets. One last dance before the day's parade. And as the music stops, I stand and watch your colors fade. doesn't get it. I just thought that was a fun song and uh, some easy listening to to end today's show. But I hope everybody out there got the vibe that, you know, education is something that is really special. That isn't just something that can be 
thrown at someone through a book or learned online, but actually maybe even starts with communication, or rather inspiring and helping people who never got the chance or were told that they were special enough to be educated that they are. And on that note, I'm going to end today's show. Thank you guys so much for listening. <laughs>